0: and binge on those videos which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube, and tell a friend. You're here, Trade Show University, once again back on campus with Jim Cermak here, And today's guest reminds me of back when I was in school, specifically grade school. If anyone could relate to this, whenever I had to stay home sick, I would binge on game shows, be sitting in front of the TV, especially The Price is Right. (laughs) Just the excitement, the energy, the prizes, the fun. I was just hooked. And now we're going to be talking about having a game show right at your booth. How exciting and fun would that be? And we're also going to be talking about other ideas and how to just get more creative. And I've got Matthew King on from Game Show America. He's going to be sharing some great information and get your wheels turning about what you could do at your next event. So we will be diving into his interview very, very soon. Just have to ask you if you are getting any value out of these, please consider leaving me a rating. Or if you're really getting a lot out of this, leave me a review on uh, Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you, they have uh, ratings and reviews there, please do that. And be sure to subscribe so you do not miss an episode. And lastly, I'll ask you to get over to Trade Show University, the website you.biz and sign up for that email newsletter where you get another great tip every single week that could really move the needle for you. Plus some exciting stuff coming up that you will not want to miss that will only be coming out into the newsletter. So please be sure to do that. And now let's go talk to Matthew King. Welcome back. Have you ever wanted to be on a game show? or are you a fan of game shows you are in the right place today because we're not only going to be talking about game shows a little bit we're going to be talking about events and trade shows which i know you are all interested in and i've got just the perfect guest on his name is matthew king matthew king started game show america back in 1996 and for the past 26 years he's been producing events all over the globe during covid significant changes were made to keep the business running Brings us all here today uh, for a combination of live events, virtual events, and excited to dive in. Matthew, welcome to Show University. Say hi to all the event professionals listening today.
1: Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. And hello, event professionals. I'm looking forward to to talking with you guys today.
0: Absolutely. So, so game shows. Tell tell us a little bit about how you just how you got started game shows and events. How did you get started with this?
1: Well, I'm going to make a long story short because because there's there's quite a bit to tell. But the, the short story is, I was a teacher. I was teaching um, English and speech at a middle school in Wisconsin, and uh, the the issue was is that the kids never wanted to study. And you know, like, hey, we're going to have a quiz today, and they'd always groan about it. So I went up to the AV room one day and I found this little box called quizzer. And all it was was a simple lockout system. So when somebody buzzes in other people can't, and it was a hardwired system. So if anybody out there remembers actual telephone cable, that's how I had to wire all these up. I wired up a little buzzer to each desk and I drew a jeopardy board on the, my chalkboard in my classroom. And I made it all the different things that we were studying, nouns, verbs, adjectives, and the kids came in and they're like, what is this? And I said, well, this is how we're going to study for the test. But I made it a competition, meaning that the points that you get, you could you know, improve your grade. So you could go from like a B to an A, a C to a B. Or if you were already an A student, you could shop at our little store and buy little tchotchke type things that the kids really liked. The end result was something that I was hoping for, but didn't really expect the degree of what I got. It was, Mr. King, can we review for a test today? Like almost every day they wanted to play this game and they were learning and not really even realizing it. So our test scores in our classroom were ridiculously high. And I said, well, you know, if this works for kids, I bet you this works for adults. So I started taking this out into the world. Um, And this is before I actually called it Game Show America. And I was doing small events as a a replacement for like uh, a DJ or a band or karaoke or a casino night or something. Let's play a game show. And it took off. And it's now 26 years later. In the last 26 years, we've gotten endorsements from some amazing celebrities. We've worked with pretty much all the, the major game show hosts that there are, but I never expected it to get to this. It's, it's been a, a pretty cool ride, and it was born in a, in a speech and English classroom. So pretty, pretty grateful that this crazy idea has now turned into a really nice business for us.
0: That is outstanding. And, and as we're going to be talking about today, how to really draw attention to a trade show booth, which is such an important topic. That's something I don't see enough of out there, is that really drawing people into your booth? So obviously you've got you've got you know decades of experience to draw on that that you've done successfully. What is what are some of the the hurdles for exhibitors?
1: Well, it's the last couple of years have obviously been non-existent with regards to trade shows, oh, but before sure. that and now moving forward, and I think moving forward, it's going to be even more important now because so I guess I'll just start with prior to COVID, I would go to a trade show and, and, you know, trade shows are the necessary evil for a lot of companies. You know, there's a lot, a lot of long hours and a lot of the time, some of these folks don't necessarily want to be in there, but this is, you know, this is what they got to do. So let's have some fun with it. What I, what I see is, you know, some people have like the little Plinko board or the little tiny wheel that you can spin and win something. And it's, that's interesting and it definitely attracts some attention but what I what I don't see is some major wow factor, unless that vendor has got something I really really want, which would make me go over there anyway. Um, I might need something to be like, ooh, what's that? Let's you know, I've never seen anything like this before, and that's what uh, we do. is we we bring something that's this this new, unique, and sure, people have played games and things in their booth, but over COVID, we've actually had a chance to kind of redesign and redefine what it is that we do. So we could set it up in a ridiculously small footprint or a ridiculously big footprint, depends on what the client wants. But what when we've been at trade shows, I haven't necessarily seen that huge wow factor all the time. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to add some wow factor, and that's what we've been doing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so for l- let's say a you got a, a ten by ten booth, which. The you know seventy to eighty percent of any major trade show that's what you see is is a yeah. lot of ten by ten booths. What can they do? You know, maybe let's we'll start with a low low budget because sure. maybe that's why they're in a ten by ten booth to begin with is that they don't have a huge budget. What can what are some tips or some things that they should think about? When, uh, when starting to plan and think about how can I really draw people into my booth?
1: Well, 10 by 10 booth is, is obviously what you see a lot of folks out there um, have, and it's generally the most cost-effective booth, especially when it you know comes to like any drayage charges, getting things in and getting things out. And we're sensitive to that because having exhibited ourselves at trade show booths, we know that depending on the size of your booth, there can be a lot of extra expense, bringing stuff in, getting electricity, carpeting, all sorts of things. So the last thing you want is a huge expense on having an attraction. So for a small perspective, like a 10 by 10 booth, we can set a profile of of one of these interactive experiences up in about a two foot by two foot footprint meaning that it doesn't necessarily have to take up a lot of room. It could go on a counter. It could go on a stand, but these are touchscreen interactive games that one or more people can play in your booth. So the placement obviously is something that's a little bit closer to the aisle where people are walking. So it does attract their attention. If you're able to have, um, the sound on to any degree, I know that they've got regulations about how loud you can be in your booth. So we're very sensitive to all of our games have, um, specific sounds and soundtracks that are not gonna like, you know, blow the cover of these folks, like having something too big in their booths. So we can set something up ridiculously small that still has the exact same desired effect, or it could be set up, you know, much larger. So I think that the, the folks in the 10 by 10 booth there, there are so many of them and they all kind of, I don't want to say they all look alike, but they kind of all look like, you know, you get yeah. the same standard trade show backdrop and the same counters, but all of a sudden now there's this, which kind of looks like a video game. Ooh, what is this? I want to play this. So they can have that exact same experience in their booth in a very small footprint. at, at you know pretty much any, at any trade show that they want.
0: And that gives uh that gives our exhibitors a lot to think about. So as you're, as you're thinking about this exhibitors, you're planning like like Matthew said, you know, what is the wow factor? What can I bring that is going to create some wow, that's going to be memorable to those people that are walking past your booth? And think about that and figure out what are some of the things that you can do. Maybe be get super creative. Maybe it's reaching out to someone like Game Show America or maybe it's uh, doing something a little bit different with your product or service to get people to demo it in a really interesting way that they've never seen before. But uh, like I said, creating that wow factor.
1: What, what's nice about this, and 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 this goes with a small trade show booth or a large trade show booth, the idea is that this experience takes three to five minutes for somebody to play. During that time, you're engaging with people in your booth. So so the folks that are doing the sales and whatnot um, in your booth are now talking with these folks. They're playing this game, and the the object of the game is so they walk <laughs> away with something in their hand that's got your name, your brand, your logo on it. But this three to five minutes is critically important because that's the time you're talking with them, you're getting information from them, finding out what they want. Are they, are they really there for something in your booth? Were they just there to play the game? That's okay, too. But at least you have the attention, So you're able to get some information from them. The other thing that our games can do is our games can gather information. So if, if you want a name, a phone number, an email, that can be kind of the admission to be able to play this this experience. So it can be data gathering or they could completely turn the data gathering off and just play the game with it. Because a lot of times they've got like badge scanners and things, but this is a really cost-effective way to actually wrap it up all into one. So you could get, you know, name, phone number, email, any other information you'd want. And now they play the game. You could even set these games up to where a certain win-win uh, factor happens that multiple people get throughout the day. Now you have their contact information to bring them all back to your drawing for the iPod or the, you know, the TV or whatever you want it to do. So it's, it's, it's really designed to give the most interaction with the people coming to your booth um, and it's not distracting from playing the game. Cause it's a really, again, these games were originally designed for casinos and they've been working in casinos really, really well. And that exact same experience now translates to somebody in the trade show space because all the same attractors that you would get walking into a casino, you're going to get with this experience at your trade show booth. So the, the sounds, the lights, the colors, that's all there. And and if and if people are attracted in a casino setting or a video game setting, they'd be like, I, I think I really need to go over and explore what exactly this is and find out about it.
0: So you're learning today firsthand of the same things that the casino owners know and use <laughs> is the the lights, the sounds, the, the, the colors, things like that, that are going to uh, draw people in, and then you know, like like Matthew said, you know, figure out what is it that you you want people to do. What is it information that you need to capture? I'll just give you a, a, a what not to do that I had at, <laughs> at a trade show several months ago. We had a booth right next to ours, where someone they had a spinning prize wheel, and they had a big line of people because they were giving away a prize every spin. Won some sort of a prize, and they had a pretty decent mm-hmm. line of people. And the person would—they'd walk up, they'd spin the wheel, they'd give them the prize, and the person left. They never interacted <laughs> with these people. They never captured information. Wow. We were looking at each other, going, "What are they doing? Their, all they're doing is giving away hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of worth of stuff." That, and it was prizes that did not have their company name or logo or anything on it. So, wow. huge mistake, huge mistake. So make sure when you've got that people, you've got them. Even if it's something as simple as a prize wheel. And they've spun the prize wheel maybe you you make them give a business card or fill out a form or scan their badge before they are allowed to spin that wheel and then when they spun when they're spinning the wheel they're waiting for the wheel to stop ask them questions start to qualify qualify them ask them why they're there at the show why did they stop at your booth have they seen your you know XYZ product make sure you're taking advantage of that kind of downtime that that one-on-one attention time which is why, why you came to the trade show and was an exhibitor in the first place just great stuff
1: yeah And, and what's what's nice about all the things that we do is again since we do this for casinos and that was kind of how a lot of these these games were born everything that we do because we do our own programming this is not anything off the shelf like you can't go to the game show shop and just buy something like this you could say here's you know we'll show somebody here's you know the 20 plus games that we have. And they're like, okay, I like this one. Can we custom brand that? Um, We did one for Toyota one time where we custom themed everything to be Toyota vehicles. And when you buzzed in or you had to do something, it was Toyota horns from their car. So we literally completely customized and custom branded the entire experience. So that is totally possible. On the other side, we have things that are off the shelf, meaning that you don't have to customize it. Maybe you've got a cool logo or something you want to put on, but the game itself could just be the game with customized prizes that you give away. So this can be customized as much or as little as you want. But like you said, the, the key is you've only got a few minutes to really get some hardcore information from these folks. So use that time wisely. And that's what this does. It gives you the time to get that information while they're playing because they're excited, they're happy, they're, you know, they're responding to the different sounds and, oh my gosh, I might win this and there's possibly a big prize at the top so when they're excited like that they're talking to you they're they're gonna very freely give you information whether it's things that you that you know you can use to make them one of your customers or not i'm just going to jump to to one experience we did it was a trade show for finance and they didn't have a huge amount of booths but what they did is they wanted an experience in every booth at this particular trade show so every booth had a small different little game that you had to play and get a little stamp from the people in the booth that said you played it kind of like a little bingo card but the idea was you had to play one of these games throughout the entire trade show floor and they were all our games so um you know, this game had one of this booth had maybe our bird bash game. This one had maybe our bank or bus game. So there's um, multiple experiences that everybody had during the day. And it wasn't like anything was really repeated. So they're like, wow, all these different interactive experiences. And they all came from us, so I mean, it's totally possible that we could do an entire trade show if that's what somebody wanted to do, with all custom themes, custom branding. That's on like a, like an extreme end of things, but it's yeah. totally within our wheelhouse and things that we have done in the past and are very comfortable with.
0: Wow! So, for from a show organizer standpoint, if there's any show organizers listening right now, and you're you're planning a smaller show, I mean, think about that. Thinking about making your show the most memorable ever by having. Each and every exhibitor has a different sort of experience, and you can you can control that, and you can make that happen by working with your exhibitors and and getting creative by having some different different kind of solutions, different kind of games, different kind of experiences. And I'm going to go back to something you talked about with when you were to, uh, dealing with Toyota, Matthew. Uh, you said you you really had them immersed in the toyota brand yes. they used the toyota horns they used the toy you know obviously the logo all over the place maybe that new car smell whatever it was <laughs> that you got you were able to immerse them into a brand so the exhibitors out there i want you thinking about how do i immerse how do i immerse the attendees into my brand in new and unique ways because now i want to th- i want you to think about when you're an attendee and you're walking around a show and every time, if even if you're an exhibitor and you start walking around the show, now you're the attendee. What <laughs> booths do you remember? You remember ones where you have an experience you might be. You might say, "Oh yeah, I remember. There was a big, huge thirty by thirty booth, and it had two stories, and they had an they had a uh, an espresso maker, and and all this. And if I t- asked you, "Okay, what booth was that? You might not remember. <laughs> and so the booth itself may have been memorable, but how do you get people to Im- get immersed in your brand so when they leave they go, "Oh my gosh. I was at the Game Show America brand booth and that was amazing. And which I, I can imagine it would be amazing because that's what you do for a living, but think about your brand, think about your booth. And how can you just throw them in and uh, make them just get this immersive experience with your product or your service. It's not that difficult. It just takes a lot of creativity and maybe the right partner.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, the things that's really cool about what it is that we do is how simple it is. We can make it really complicated if you want, but most often, and, and and the reason we had to make it simple is, I'll use our casino example. A lot of times they get the technology and a training guide and they run this themselves, which is totally possible for any trade show booth to do. So here's the stuff that you need, here's how it works. It's all touchscreen, it's very, very simple. Or they could bring one of our hosts in because if they have people that are dedicated towards sales and whatnot, but they need that, I don't want to say hawker, but you know, somebody who can be standing at the booth and be at least, you know, somewhat educated on their product or service and be able to draw people in and encourage them to play this experience and then kind of hand them over to the people that are, that are the closers, if you will, that's possible too. But the coolest part about it is it's simple. I always thought that you should design your booth around the interaction. Cause you know, it is that you want to sell, you know, the products and services that you have. So now we're going to take this interaction and we're going to make the booth about this. And that helps us get our message across gets the stuff into people's hands gets the the data that we need from the people that are visiting so it's the kiss method keep it simple you know absolutely
0: yes yes and, uh, and you you just now brought the true game show experience by having that that mc that that person who is who is skilled at drawing people in and giving them that that whole experience of fun and excitement and getting their blood pressure a little bit a little bit higher as as their their heart is thumping and what are they going to experience and what are they going to get <laughs> and what can they win so 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 great tell us what are some top tips for for the listeners today what if you can uh, boil down a couple of really good tips that you want people to take away
1: the biggest thing is to have fun with this i mean game shows are one of the longest running formats on television radio internet you name it that they're all out there and there's a reason games like the price is right family feud jeopardy wheel of fortune that's the big four that they're still here they've been around i mean yeah. price is right's at 50 years so so knowing the love that people have for this when someone sees it, even if they're even a mild fan, you're going to get some type of engagement. I'm sure of that because they see this like, wow, I, you know, even if I wouldn't buy that product or that service, I still want to go play this. I still want to check it out. And the cool part about that is, is that you is at least make it's networking. So you're talking to somebody like, well, it's not for me, but boy, I know somebody who could benefit from this. And that, that dialogue is now open. So by making it fun and and making it bright and colorful, and not necessarily loud, but but an appealing soundtrack, if you will, appealing sound effects it, it It is one of the best attractors. so So being able to keep it simple, keep it fun and and interaction for me is is the key. Like I tried to do a lot of this stuff during, COVID, it's really hard to do this stuff virtually. It's possible, but it's not necessarily as engaging or as fun. So, getting back and doing stuff in person, I like talking with people. And you know, if they don't want to necessarily want to bring us in, one of one of my great tips is that bring us along, and we can train you um, to be a pretty decent game show host, at least for this type of experience in a very short amount of time. And you said the lines, just make sure you've got like line management <laughs> because because people will flock around. So so the placement of your booth is really important too. If you want to do something like this and you know, you're going to attract attention, have a corner or a large aisle or something like that. But you know, I guess at the end, my big thing, have a lot of fun with it because my getting people to smile, getting people to laugh, getting people to have fun. They are going to remember you and whatever it is that you have in your booth.
0: Absolutely. It is, it is, being is becoming memorable Sorry, I'm yeah. stumbling over my words I'm excited <laughs> to, to get back to, to shows again but yeah it's being memorable and what can you do how can you make it fun and if you make it fun for your attendees you and your team are gonna have a blast and you're gonna leave there with better results you're gonna leave there with a better experience overall and you're gonna go back to the office and go wow you know what can we now do how can we top that how can we do it even better next time
1: and I'll tell you the day goes a whole lot faster when the people in the booth are having fun when we did the southern gaming summit a couple years ago tv crews and people just flocked around our booth and all of a sudden i'm like wait the day's over seriously where did the time go <laughs> we've been doing this all day long but it's what we do we love doing it and i can tell you the clients that we have that are currently doing this and have done this in the past and are still doing it cannot wait for this to to, to come back and you know again after covid here all the trade shows are coming back they're excited to to get in and do that again it's fun It's fun.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So if people wanted to find out more about Game Show America and possibly see what some of the specific games and things that they can do for for their booths and their events, what's the best way for them to reach you and find out more information? They can
1: go to gameshowamerica.com, which goes to our Facebook page. And um, we decided in, in the new realm of things that we didn't necessarily need a hugely detailed website anymore. So it goes to our Facebook page because that's all constant or current with videos, introductions of new games and things that we're doing. And we have a package that we can send out to any exhibitors or planners that want to take a look at really all the different games and things that we do, all the different possibilities that they have. So you can go to gameshowamerica.com. We're also on Instagram as gameshowamerica. And we are on YouTube as gameshowamerica.
0: Okay, and I will drop the links there and, and all the contact information for Matthew and for Game Show America. This has just been outstanding. I've been I've been smiling this whole time. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> this has been a lot of fun, thank
0: you. It has been. It has been. And uh, and you deal with people all across the country, is that correct?
1: Yeah, we have no geographic borders or boundaries. We did one just prior to COVID. We were doing an event in Ireland. So oh. we flew everything over. <laughs> Fantastic. And, uh, the, the nice part about it is, is that we, when I say we flew everything over, I brought some laptops with me. They had the screens, the stands, everything we needed. And then we used our games and I was the MC and it was amazing. It was so much fun. We can't wait to go back. We've been asked to come back, so we can't wait.
0: Well, thank you, Matthew. Thanks for sharing so so many great tips. And for everyone who's listening, I hope you got some great value out of that. Start thinking about how you can be more creative. But keep it simple and keep it fun. And continue to come back here. Continue to binge and listen and keep learning. Keep coming back here to Trade Show University. We'll see you next time.